Today's episode is brought to you by DB. DB is a Scandinavian brand that makes backpacks and bags to help people on their move stay ready for anything. From the streets to the peaks, DB's gear is travel tested by some of the world's best athletes, adventurers, and creators. Over the past decade, DB has designed and developed, released, and refined best bags on the market. With DB's potential hookup system, you are able to attach smaller products to your backpack, roller, or tote. We are teaming up with DB to exclusively offer our listeners 10% off your next purchase by using the code POD10 or going to the link in our show notes. DB, it's time to move on, time to get going. Yeah, Mr. Chaos, boots to the face. Let's go. California to Georgia, we get it poppin', homie. We taking over the game, so fuck who hating homie. We bounty hunting, taking all of the trash out. Your podcast a one-hit wonder like Smash Mouth. Y'all can talk all that big shit, don't wanna hear it. Shout out to the one and only Santana Garrett. Top rope, dropping elbows from other leagues. Who to the face, hook the leg is one, two, three. Chris Rucker, Marty V making mics melt. The mill friendly podcast will make your wife melt. Beer drinking, this whiskey chugging, this podcast. We just sit back and laugh and tell them top that Competition is missing, you know they died off Every shirt they put to work is looking fly, boss We want the best in audio, there's nowhere to go Another episode right now, start the show Welcome to Boot to the Face Episode 151, I believe, something like that, Mari I mean, I'm Rucker Basically, I mean we didn't call last week in episodes, but yes. Yeah, I'm Rucker. That's Marty. And we are joined by a special guest all the way from across the pond, Miss SoCal Val from Gaw TV and a bunch of other stuff that we'll get into. A How bunch are you? of others. I'm everywhere. You got to be sick of seeing me, guys. I mean, come on. <laughs> of course not. Of course not. <laughs> we are fresh off the heels of NWA's all women's pay per view and power. We had a lot of other stuff going on in wrestling, but. We have a guest, Marty. But before we get to uh, Empower and stuff like that, Marty, how was your weekend? My weekend has been long, even though it's only Sunday. Uh, worked all day yesterday. Um, I think my my day starts at like at seven in the morning. Get up, go to work all day long. Busy day at work because it's the week before Labor Day. Uh, but yeah, like we were talking before the show, Wednesday, uh, Saturday is usually when I catch up on all the wrestling for the week. Um, so had about 10 hours or 12 hours of wrestling we had a great pay-per-view to watch last night to add to the mix so yeah 12 apples 12 hours of wrestling to fit into 10 or eight hours of the night um long night went to bed around four o'clock woke up at around seven o'clock so here i am i'm glad one of us is dedicated to wrestling because it ain't me um <laughs> we're like zombies we are we were all up so late so empower for me started at 1 a.m ladies and gentlemen so i was up till about 4 30 ish so what time is it now in uh in England? Right now it is 4.06 p.m. here in England. I My name makes no damn sense, you guys. I mean, I, I was barely even in Southern California, hence the SoCal Val name. Now I live a half hour north of London, so the name just stuck. But yeah, I'm in England for those that don't know. I am across the pond, as you said, Chris. I feel um, your pain about that one o'clock. That's like for here, because I am in SoCal. Um like when New Japan has a pay-per-view, that thing comes on like at midnight here. Yeah. So midnight, it's exactly the same thing because they're 17 hours ahead of us. So by the time it's, you know, it's 12, 1 o'clock, it's like, oh, 
either I'm watching half the show tonight or I'm watching it when I wake up in the morning because it's going to be three, four o'clock in the morning by the time a new Japan pay for you ends. Yeah, and there's spoilers. You never want to see that. I remember when I was in Orlando, that's mostly where I've lived. Uh, and I, that's where I would say I'm from, really. Spent the most of my life there. And I woke up for, I don't remember what it was called, but it was some sort of NXT Japan or something or other. I know Fergal, um, what are all his names? Prince Devitt, Finn Balor was wrestling. And I, I, I watched that. Everyone was so excited about that. Um, and it was a great pay-per-view, but yeah, it was freaking, it was like five in the morning or something crazy. Uh, Marty, do you want to change your, uh, since you're in SoCal now, you should change your ad from a bearded master to SoCal babe. Do it. So do it, babe. Do it, SoCal babe. Which, uh, it's, it's a bit of an inside joke, but yeah. SoCal babe. It's an inside joke that I thought was never going to make light, but uh, all right, then. here we go. <laughs> here we don't have to talk though. about it. We don't have to talk about it, babe. Uh, <laughs> we do have people in the chat already. Uh, Trey's in here, Widow's Peak Freak. Robert Yay, Custis I love here. him. Uh, chaos theory pod is in here we got a few other people that aren't active in the chat if y'all have questions uh that you want to ask socal Val, and i see it feel free to put it in there be be respectful we always have to say that when women are on here yeah Speaking we do of, i have a question yeah i was watching your live yesterday and then y'all had me jump on and i'm reading the chat in the middle of it how do y'all ignore some of the shit that gets said to y'all so often that's in there because some of it is just like come on like who who would say that and it's you know there's first of all i will apologize because very often people will talk about my feet and my husband thinks that's really he thinks it's very funny so very often if someone's asking about feet or where's what's for dinner it's usually him just to mess with me and try to throw me <laughs> off my game does it all the damn time no seriously what are you making i'm like as if i make dinner ever that's hysterical that's um funny. we get a lot of weird stuff i mean i don't even think the feet thing is that weird i think it's weird the placement of it like i don't i always say to fans we don't mind if you're into feet there's like actually a study that i think it's like three or four out of five men like like feet that's totally your you know that's innocuous and fine i don't care but I, it, but it is a bit jarring when you're sitting there trying to, especially trying to promote a pay-per-view or a product or do something important. It's not just me chatting, but even if it is not the time to be like, Hey, show us your feet or, you know, boobs or whatever. It's just like, but they're not going to throw us off because first of all, the great thing is about lives. When you do post it, none of that gets seen. So there's really no reason to react to it in the first place. Plus that's a lot of times what they want. So it literally I've, I've seen it all and I just ignore it. I can easily block people. Um, but yeah, it, we're so used to it. We're like numb to it now. We're like, ah, well, it's not a death it, threat. There's not much we can do. <laughs> it throws me off all the time when we're doing live. People are like, Rucker, show me your butt. <laughs> Excuse me. You're like, is... can I just live my life? Yeah, like good at uh Robert Custis in the chat says you were great at Starcast. Oh my gosh, thank you so much. I really, really enjoyed that. Um, I wish they would do more of those. I mean, that was one of the last ones I did. Um in the states. I think I think the very last signing I did was my big event in New York, but dude, any excuse to come to uh, a wrestling convention especially that one was amazing and and host to get my presenter self ready i love that and i i appreciate that very much thank you that was a fun one yeah um so let's let's talk about your career because I, I do this thing where when i talk to people i try not to investigate too much of it so you can tell me and i can be shocked mm -hmm. but it says you debuted in 2002 mm -hmm. um did you ever actually wrestle i did and i want to um explained that I never got into wrestling to be a wrestler. I never wanted to be a wrestler. I mean, I, I you know, I, I kind of dabbled here and there and I wanted to be able to take a bump as a manager and I wanted to be able to do what I used to love was like intergender tags and stuff like that. I loved a bra and panties match here and there, which is very passe. I know now, but I loved the divas and I loved that kind of 
just a little hint of the sexy match here and there. But um, I wrestled a bit, but yeah, it was never my thing. I bruised like a peach. I'm not athletic. It did not appeal to me whatsoever. I liked the talking. I liked the acting and the pomp and circumstance. So I much prefer being the damsel in distress. Like uh, the, what was it? The the love on a pole match or something like, what was that? Yes, match? love on a pole. I think that's actually a film that I did in my early, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> no, that, <laughs> oh my God, my college days. I'm just kidding. No, that was ladder of love match. And that was there between- it is. Jay Lethal and Sanjay Dutt, and they were vying for my affection. I put my engagement ring um, atop this adorable red velvet pillow, and it was hoisted up on this thing, uh, and they had to climb a ladder to get it. And then something happened at the end where, I don't know, I guess I just had a change of heart. Yeah, you know? yeah, that was, a, I that remember happened. watching match. Those I was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do something here. I have an idea. Those are a lot of fun. So you didn't wrestle, but uh, it says that your, your character originally was based off of Stephanie McMahon. Yes. Is that true? Very much so. Like I would say the SoCal Val character that I mostly did like on the indies, you know, Impact Wrestling, I was there for nine years. TNA Wrestling version of Val was like Ring Girl, then Jay Lethal storyline, then presenter. Um, but but no, more mostly I would be a heel character, like a um, like a like a rich bitch, if I can say that. And Stephanie McMahon was my favorite of all time. Then when I was going back and watching tapes, I loved Missy Hyatt. Missy Hyatt was mm. even before a Paris Hilton. You know, she was a hotel heiress, which is again why my last name is Wyndham, is because it's a hotel chain in honor of Missy Hyatt. And if you look up my middle name, it's Elizabeth, like Miss Elizabeth. So Valerie, I kind of thought sounded like Stephanie. Did not name myself that. They just named me that at my first show in Anaheim. And then Elizabeth from Miss Elizabeth, then Wyndham, like a hotel chain in honor of Missy Hyatt. So a lot of Sonny was mixed in there too. So just those bratty characters that were just, you know, ruthless. I loved those kind of characters. And Stephanie will always be my favorite in terms of a character, you know, heel Stephanie. Like remember her like yeah. run with Jericho with the daddy's little, uh, whatever it said, daddy's little girl and the rhinestone. That era of Stephanie is like, was like life-changing for me. I loved that. Yeah, I think that <clears throat> I think for a lot of us, that was like the Stephanie man that we all kind of grew up with before she became the authority, um, right. especially with that that Jericho um, timeline, because that was like when she was at her peak at yeah. that, that character. So uh, definitely saw that a lot with your character. Um, yeah, no, that's that's I didn't know that bothered their names. So that's pretty cool that they how the names all came together on that, especially with the hotel line and. Yeah, it makes yeah. sense now. It's really and cool. And this was before Paris Hilton. People forget, like, Missy Hyatt was doing a hotel heiress gimmick before Paris Hilton was even, probably even born. Um, mm. And then there, I watched a lot of Sunny in uh, Smoky Mountain Wrestling. And there was a, if you guys Google it, it's probably on Facebook or Facebook, my God, YouTube now. There's a um, video montage to Little Miss Can't Be Wrong. And it's just Sunny being a complete brat, the entire video. And it was this the greatest montage. So those sort of characters that were spoiled you know bitchy really well dressed thought they were better than everybody that was what i wanted to emulate and i mean listen it's not the first time that a heel character is going to be a girl that's you know trying to be sexy and feminine and girly but i just loved that those characters and i tried to kind of make an amalgamation of all of them into the socal doll character which is why i signed my name with a dollar sign because i'm old school <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> So you said you didn't get into wrestling to get into wrestling. How did you actually get into wrestling? Well, um, I started watching it. My sister was watching it with a friend of hers. And I remember passing by and being like, oh, this is for boys. Like, I don't have any boys in my family. I am the girliest girl you will ever meet. Was never into sports. I'm allergic. Unfortunately, I found out. <laughs> uh, so, um, yeah, no, nothing athletic at all. But I loved, like, I remember when the cat would come out. I'm like, wait, who's that? Who's the girl with, like, the, the 
blonde hair and like the neon pink outfit like who's that and then stephanie would come out and i was like she's such a brat like her voice she's so annoying Ugh, i want to see her get hit in the pie hit in the face with the pie and i did eventually and that kind of stuff was like interesting to me and like the love storylines like the triple h i talked to him about this very often kurt angle i mean not triple h i've talked to kurt angle about the storyline with him and stephanie and triple h and that love triangle was like my be all end all i loved it to death and uh, yeah, so I, I started watching. My sister stopped watching it. I just became obsessed with it. Uh, we moved to California. I was doing a little bit of acting here and there, but to be honest, like the acting world is a bit cutthroat. And I was like, eh, wrestling kind of is all of the things that I want to do, meaning the girls get to model, they get to act, you know, they are in storylines. And I just loved everything about it. I was playing, you know, WWF, No Mercy religiously. And I just loved it. And I was at an indie show with a friend of mine. He knew a promoter and was like, she'd love to manage, you know, she's only 16. But if you can ever put her on the show, the guy agreed and gave me a chance. Uh, so I did my first show three days after my 16th birthday in Anaheim at a swap meet flea market. Um, and uh, I managed TJ Perkins, who at the time was Pinoy Boy against Scott mm. Lost. And I did my first heel turn and left with Scott Lost. So it was it, it just came very naturally to me. Seems to be a theme. <laughs> Seems to What's be a that? theme. Seems to be a theme. Yeah, you. yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you think about it, yeah, that was my first one. match ever that that happened. So, God, I'm just flaky, I guess. Um, uh, I'm sorry, I'm trying to get caught up in the chat. You already answered the question of where your name came from. Yeah, uh, hi, that's... chatters. I was trying to get on there myself. I'm going to see if I can do it on my phone, maybe. Yeah, it's a Twitch.tv/slash Boot to the Face. Um, get on here again. It'll be. We were talking about this beforehand, but. I think y'all will do well on Twitch because y'all are really good with the interaction on Gall TV. We're not in the Gall TV yet, but y'all's interaction is like, I told Lisa yesterday, like the fact that she knows the people that listen and when they comment, she's like, oh, hey, how's your sister? How's your yeah. dog? How's your cat? And I'm like, good. How did you remember all this? Yeah. You know what? We've had a really, thank you for that. We've had a really good loyal following since like day one, like people that we have seen in the chats have been supporting us have been there for it's now been over a year I think we started May 20th 2020 and uh yeah and we know all these people like we know like the names of their kids and yeah it's it's a really cool group of people there, there's more and more that come about but I think we were not as um I think we're more surprised that most of our patrons um are actually from different parts of the world like I thought we'd have mostly a U.S. based audience and I'd say mm -hmm. that our top tiers we've got like two guys from France uh, Mickey D from Australia. We've got Wayne uh, and and Raymond from the UK. There's a lot of people from different parts of the world, which I think is really cool because we, I assumed that, you know, Mickey and Lisa have these built-in US fan bases, but damn, like we have a really global community. We have Thorsten, who's from Germany, and uh, Michael from Brazil. There's a lot of really cool people that, um, like we were joking about staying up late to watch things, like that even will be in our chats and it could be like 6 a.m. for them, but they're there. And they're supporting mm -hmm. us, which is so nice. Yeah, uh, I'm just, we have we come across a lot of the same thing too. I'm just curious, like you guys have been doing this for a little while now, and you you talk about how um, you have so many people from across the world, and you guys become to really know them through your show um, in the chat room and the consistency of them being there. Um, do you find that you know you guys have like a lot of family and friends that are also in there too, or do you find that you guys have more people from like that you've come across through the show that are supporting and constantly there more often? Definitely new people. Like I have uh, two of my friends. One of my friends' name is Ash, and he does our fashion segments. He's in the fashion industry, and he's kind of contributed to that. Uh, my best friend Aaron from Orlando is very often in the chat. Uh, I have a friend here, weirdly enough, that watches it. Like she knows what happens in the episodes, and that's probably my only friend 
that religiously watches it. So like everyone else goes, oh yeah, you're filming your show. And they don't, I bet you, they couldn't even tell you the name of the show. They don't, mm-hmm. you know, my real life friends are very separate, I think. Um, but yeah, it, it is funny when you see real, that almost weirds me out when she'll ask me like, yeah, so how is so-and-so as a guest? And I'm like, what? Because it's like a different Val question than like a real mm-hmm. life. I don't know. So that's interesting. But no, I would say mostly it's people that we um, have not met before. I mean, some of them we've met at signings and, and maybe Impact Wrestling Zone and stuff like that. But yeah, mostly they're people that I haven't gotten to meet yet, which is exciting. Have you guys got to the point where you're meeting people that are knowing you from the show now rather than the wrestling industry itself? Uh, sometimes, but it's, it's more so that people will say, you know, we loved watching you. And for me, we loved watching you in TNA or Impact mm-hmm. Wrestling, or we came to a show and, you know, you were nice to my family or blah, blah, blah. But um, what I think is nice now is like when I've gotten booked on a few things, they'll say like Val from Gaw TV rather than just Val, you know, because it always sounds weird too when they're like former TNA, former WWE. And it just, however you slice it, like saying former always kind of sounds like, you know, it just doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of nice that we have this now. It's like, well, what do you do now? And I mean, there are other things that I do, especially outside of wrestling. But this is, you know, Gaw TV, grown-ass women TV. Some people don't even know what that stands for. Um, just a reminder, that's kind of my my biggest uh, project, other than my own Patreon and doing my other stuff. But as far as wrestling, especially, that's really what's keeping me the most busy. And as we were saying, that's what's gotten me so excited to watch Empower. And I don't watch uh, a lot of other companies, but I know what's going on in wrestling because my Twitter is just so you know, inundated with wrestling people and, and promotions and things like that. So I'm kind of involved, but kind of not. And I think Gaw's nice because yes, we're all from wrestling, but as you guys have probably seen, we don't always interview wrestlers. A lot of times it'll be, we've had everything from Taylor Dane, who's a musician to an Atlanta Braves pitcher to my favorite drag queens. And uh, we really try to make it that it's not just about wrestling. This month, of course it has been, we've been doing an entire month of hashtag empower with three R's. And, uh, of course, that's going to be our focus because it's Mickey's uh, pet project and she's so we're so proud of her and she's so busy with it. But yeah, but for the most part, we really do try to spice it up and not have only wrestling guests. And when there are wrestling guests, we try to make it, you know, that's why we did it like slumber party style and cocktails is because we wanted it to be like, imagine if you guys were at a signing with us or a show and we said, oh my God, Lena, the, the show's over. What are we going to go do? We're going to grab a bottle of wine, get in our pajamas and go and uh, chat. And that's kind of what the show is. You're kind of getting to hang out with us and we're not going to sit there and ask you know really interesting I mean we try to ask interesting questions but we try to keep it really fun and light you know we don't get too political or anything so yeah it's just it's a nice escape especially because we created this show in the pandemic so it's nice to have something that's a total it's like a fluff piece you know it's just it's fun you could have it on in the background and just laugh with us that's the whole point and how wrestling uh uh, boots of the face got started like oh let's just drink whiskey talk wrestling Exactly. I don't know. Chris showed up in his pajamas, and I'm like, I don't know why your pajamas. Like this is weird, dude. That is a negligee. You could just, you could just, just drink your whiskey, and and then right after that, you called me babe for some weird reason. (laughs) Yeah, don't worry about babe. No, you're right. That is, that's when the best conversations happen. It had like, been even on the as a wrestling fan, like yeah, when you're know. watching a show and y'all are drinking, like that's those are the funniest conversations ever. And everyone's yeah. unfiltered, and it's just banter. Right. Which that's like I said. That's well, like Marty said, that was kind of how we based it. It was like bar talk. Like you yes. just sitting at the bar talking shit about wrestling and and whatever else comes up. Uh, we're gonna take a little quick break, and then when we come back, we will talk more Gall TV with SoCal Val. Stay tuned.
Welcome back. I was about to say welcome back to Gall TV because I'm looking at the thing right there. This it is not grown-ass women television. <laughs> um, welcome back, Boot to the Face. I'm Rucker, along with a bearded master babe and uh, SoCal Val. Uh, that music was, it's a cover song because on Twitch you can't play copywritten music or oh. they like slap you on. I mean, they don't, you remember when like you'd go out and a girl would be like dancing on the bar and security will come up and be like, ma'am, this is the Wendy's. We need you to leave. But they don't really they don't really kick you out. They just ask you to stop. How did you know, you know about that story? I didn't know it was a Wendy's, damn it. I told you I did a little bit of research. Okay. Um, <laughs> but yeah, they, they don't like you to play copywritten music. So Jay, uh, on our other podcast, he started finding covers. And he found, he'll try to play some that I've never heard and see if I like it. And I really like that one. But he also plays some bullshit too. So. Uh-oh um but yeah cover songs are are a lot of fun to sit there and delve through and see some people are just really talented mm-hmm. like do you do you find that in I mean you're in, you're in entertainment a lot more but just some people that are just sitting around have all this talent that they do shit with and they don't even capitalize on it yeah and I, th- I think you know there, there's actually a, a really great book it's called Grit by Angela Duckworth and I remember her name because it's uh, it sounds like it's a made-up name it sounds like a children's book character Angela oh, Duckworth so. uh, but it's called Grit and it, the whole it's about they've done studies where it basically proves that there are people that have the talent but more so it's the grit and the determination that get people where they are and it's not just talent mm-hmm. because they'll they'll do like and it's really interesting the book because they'll do these studies where it's like these college you know athletes and these collegiate teams and things and they've got like this half of them is way more talented athletically they're just more gifted but this side is kind of talented but they're really really if they want it they're hungry for it and this side over here always wins out because you know half of it's the hustle as we call it at least and i always say we're natural born hustlers. And that's really what got us to where we are. It doesn't, doesn't hurt that there are some people along the way that might give you an opportunity, but they're few and far between, but you really have to be your own sort of uh, promoter really. Right. And that's true with everything, acting, modeling, everything you have to really, no one's looking out for you the way that you're going to look out for you period. 
natural born hustlers. I think that's the new tagline for God TV. Yeah, um, I, I told her that. She just said it the other day on Zoom randomly, and I was like, that is a great term. We uh, but you mentioned like the you know a lot of great talent out there, and it goes with, like we've been in New York, and there's the performers out there, Times Square. Uh, but this last week, just walking through Vegas, there's people just sitting there performing, singing, and playing piano or keyboard on the middle of like the strip and just walking around. It's like, damn, you yeah. guys are really good. And, and just like the fact you're right here playing right here, rather than trying to make this happen. Um, there's yeah. just so much talented out there that, you know, I don't want to say it's being wasted, but there's so much talented out talent out there that, you know, the world's missing out on because the drive, like you mentioned, the drive just isn't there for them to make it happen. Yeah. And I think maybe it's like, they might be scraping by. I would hope that the people that are doing that are also like on the, you know, other days, they're actually, you know, getting albums together or getting things to give to people and everything like that. But you never know, maybe they just go, okay. And some people don't even realize how good they are, which is also yeah. really disheartening because it's a, that's another part of it. You don't have to be overconfident, but you have to be confident enough to know that like, wow, I deserve to be on a bigger stage than this period. Yep. Um, just like, I want to think it was Trey widow's peak freak. When I posted that we were interviewing Lisa Marie, within like an hour, there was a graphic. That's with true. All of our, with so all good. of our stuff and like pictures of her and like our links and stuff. I'm like, where the hell did he get all this stuff from? I know. And it happened he like does it that. for us. And I always go, my God, can we share this, please? Like, Trey, we got we got to make you an employee because he is just, he's so, yeah. so talented, like you said, and, right. and so quick, too. Uh, let's get back into Gaw TV that started a year ago. It is yourself, Mickey James, Lisa Marie Varen. Uh, what was the vetting process like? Because talking with all three of y'all, y'all are like, and you know, it could be an act. Y'all could be the meanest fucking people in the world. But talking with all three of y'all, y'all are all like just the nicest people. Um, when when I interviewed Mickey James, I just moved into my house and like all of my stuff was just messed up. And I spent like the first 10 minutes going through technical difficulties. And I'm sitting there thinking, she's just going to hit the end button and leave. But she sat through it and like made fun of me and then did a really good interview. And Lisa was just as freaking nice. Lisa's like telling people to come on our show because yeah. she enjoyed it here. And yeah. now you're a treat, obviously. So it's like, did y'all plan that out or was it just Thank you so like much. Minds? Well, you know what? They, they really are two of the nicest people in wrestling. Melina, who's been on the show many, many times, is also one of the nicest people. And, you know, Mickey, it's funny because I remember distinctly I was texting Nick Aldis because I saw people were doing a lot of Instagram lives. Where they, were they were interviewing people. And I interviewed a few uh, local bloggers around from where I live. And I was like trying to do my own little shows. And I said, Nick, uh, I wonder if I could interview you like on Instagram live or something. He goes, actually, Mickey keeps talking about doing her own show. You guys should talk. And um, Mickey and I were always friends and Nick and I were always friends. But like, actually, it's funny that now I consider like I talk to Mickey every single day and Nick and I are still friends. But now Mickey and I are so much closer because we we were talking and we're like, listen, you know, she had a similar idea that this is the time to really capitalize on social media and to, to get like a talk show going. And we thought, we thought of shows like the view and um, the talk and the real and all these shows with women. And we especially wanted to highlight female empowerment and things like that. Um, but what I was saying earlier about the cocktails and slumber party theme, the reason that, you know, it's funny because people that don't know the show, especially people here in England are like, yeah, I've seen some clips. Don't you guys just like sit there and get drunk? And I'm like, you obviously don't watch the show because no one's actually <laughs> physically getting drunk on the show. Are we drinking? Yeah, many times, not always, but mostly. But the thing is, <laughs> mostly, the thing is, the reason that we wanted to incorporate cocktails too is what we were just saying about those are when the unfiltered conversations happen. And even for our guests, and if they don't drink, it's totally fine. We'll judge them later. No kidding. But if they don't <laughs> drink, that's fine. But like, it just sort of puts people at ease. And I think if I were to go onto a show and they said, oh yeah, bring a cocktail, I'd go, oh, this is one of those shows where it's not like, 
okay, I started in, you know what I mean? It's, it's like a, a fun, you know, let your hair down kind of environment. And that's really where the cocktails and slumber party thing came into play is that we wanted everyone to be really cozy and comfortable and just chill out and talk to us. That's all we wanted. And we didn't want to do, like I said, kind of the interviews that we're used to doing. Uh, we wanted to do something that was like really girly. And, you know, of course we'd have some of our guy friends on like Chavo, who we consider one of the girls, but just a, a fun, casual thing. And then <laughs> of sure course we're friends that. with Lisa. So we were like, she would be amazing. And she's just so funny. Like, you can't plan the stuff that she does and says, yeah. case in point, she showed up to the first episode in a dinosaur onesie. No reason. Didn't ask. She just was like, well, why are you just like dinosaurs? She's like, well, why not? And I'm like, well, that's Lisa. She's just her own brand of hilarious. And I always call her zany because she's kind of the zany one. And she's always the comedic relief and just so lighthearted. I mean, we have really good deep conversations too, but she keeps it so fun, honestly. Mm-hmm. Dino Lisa. Dino Lisa. Yeah, she she rocked the onesies for like the first few episodes, if I remember correctly. Randomly, um, like you're gonna run out of these, dude. It's like now it's episode like 70, and she's yeah. <laughs> she probably has that's more. Funny. That's funny. Go ahead, Marty. You look like you were gonna say something. Oh no, I'm I was sorry. This say, is a tar- uh, you know, Target and Walmart always have an endless supply of those. Yes. You're set. Yeah. This is our uh actually. I guess I could have told you earlier. This is me and Marty's first time like doing an interview together at the same time. So oh, really? Marty, Marty big time Mickey and Lisa Marie, but oh. you were important enough that he uh he jumped on here for you. So thanks, babe. <laughs> <Yeah>. Absolutely. <laughs> He's like, you know what's funny is like Mickey's one of those girls that like she says, like, hey babe, and like she kind of says, I've known I've noticed that I say doll now, like thanks, doll, even like the cab drivers, but like I don't feel comfortable. I don't feel like I'm cool enough to use names like that. Like Mickey just sounds cool when she says it to girls, to guy. And I'm always like, I just feel weird. Except now when I'm calling you babe, because it's hilarious. But like I do, I don't know. She just she's so much cooler than me. And she just kind of says it. I'm like, thanks, sweet pie cheeks. I don't know. It's uh we were talking earlier, and like my wife is my wife's on my ass all the time because I don't have a nickname for her at all like Aww. i just call her by her name and she hates she calls me everything under the sun and i'm just like hey leanne uh you want to go somewhere and she's hey you she's kind of yeah like sugar pump like it, it doesn't feel natural if you just little try dumpling, to little to dumpling yeah. sugar sugar face uh but, pumpkin you know pie. obviously obviously a bearded babe over here though like he gets he gets a nickname because bearded babe should be like every yeah. one of your handles i mean a t-shirt I'm yeah. To, yeah i think it's a new t-shirt coming out on our uh you know teespring up there um I but, you know it, it just kind of <laughs> that's all we need is uh you know me having a nickname um it's our i mean your daughter already's like you're already leaving mom for for this dude on your picture and your t-shirt like, <laughs> <up there." laughs> the bearded babe so, strikes again we have a we have a shirt that somebody gave us that's a picture of me and marty on there like with a microphone in between us and my daughter looks at the shirt and goes is there something you want to talk about? Like, are you leaving mom for some guy with a beard? And I'm like, no that's way. Not, that's not how podcasting works. Like, no, what, darling. What are you talking about? Uh, Do you have a name for but, her? No, I just call her by regular. I used to call her Cakes when she was Cakes. a lot smaller, but cute. she's nine now. And now she's like, that is so not cool, dad. Yeah, you're like, not going to, at this point, yeah, she's nine. You're, anything you say is going to be lame. So you might, you, yeah. you've missed your window, dude. You've totally missed the window, bro. I feel like looking at your background right now, you and her would get along a lot because she's all into the the dainty side of being a girl now. Like she got some wedges the other day and wants to wear them every, she can't walk in them, but she wants to wear them every, and it's like, girl, 
take that off before you damn break your ankle. But yeah, they're they're, cute. wedges they're especially cute. Are, are tricky. I am so girly. And I kind of figured like when we did the show, I thought, all right, so I'm going to be in my dressing room. And that seemed very appropriate with kind of the slumber party theme, whatever. And then now it's so easy to come up here because the lights are set up and everything. But I mean, I need to get my office more in order. But this has just become like, I don't know. It just sort of says Val to me. And now, it, you mm. know, it's like there's shoes, there's a ridiculous diamondy kind of a chair and sequins. And like, I don't know. I just feel like it's very me. I feel very, very Val in this room. Are you in a chair or are you just sitting straight up? Like, I'm sitting on the floor and the girls are like, you won't even notice, but like I'll, my freaking feet will like fall asleep as I'm sitting here for like an hour. And the girls are always like, oh, you could, you know, go somewhere else. I'm like, yeah, but I just think it looks cute. But I'm on the floor. Yeah. You got something, Marty? No, go ahead. It's it's such a it's such a delay. Like it's so awkward. I don't y'all do it with three hosts and then you do it with a guest all the time too. Do you yeah. find yourselves like talking over everybody or just that awkward like three seconds of we do and Lisa always goes, I'm so sorry I interrupted you. I'm like, it just happens. And especially when there's four people or more, like there's already three of us. We're already on three different time zones, different Wi-Fi. We have issues all the time, like with stuff like that. And and the thing is, we're not live, thank God. And I edit the show. So if there's like a really a, a moment where the, the girls will go like, oh, I'm sorry, I talked over you, go ahead. We can kind of edit it out. But yeah, it happens all the time. People don't realize like how much editing goes into that show. And it's about, you know, I was just saying to, to Sweet Babe over here, Bearded Babe, that, uh, you know, the show's now about a half hour on YouTube and it's an hour long on Patreon. You get the full version on Patreon or sometimes over an hour. And um, the uh, the other version, uh, the, the long version is also available on the podcast. But yeah, it's it's just, um, it's a lot of editing, a lot of, um, like we're allowed to curse on YouTube, which is funny, but certain things that like maybe we've said with a guest, like we don't want to repeat or like it's something right. really controversial or like, remember that time that so-and-so was being a total bitch? Like that kind of stuff. <laughs> Save it for Patreon. <laughs> I, um, I love the fact that y'all have a, a podcast now because I can't always watch the YouTube thing uh just because you know the way work works out so i'm listening the other day and the funniest thing i'd ever heard was mickey talking about how she choked somebody out on new year's eve that, i had to, i had to go back and rewind and listen to that story again because i can picture it in my head how it was happening and i thought i remember her saying at the beginning like we might have to edit this out and then i listened to it i was like shit maybe y'all should have edited that out. yeah no it was so <laughs> funny and and the thing is like i forget that like my friends would like destroy you like i i always think like they go who would you like to have in a bar fight and i'm like my closest friends would be absolute killers like can you imagine if like if anyone tried to mess with me can you imagine what like what like actually what lisa would do like lisa sweet as pie you know, cheerful dino suit wearing Lisa, she would snap. Mickey would kill you. Gail would maim you. These girls, that's what's so funny is a dichotomy of how sweet and lovely and wonderful wives they are and, and friends they are. But I tell you what, if I ever needed them to kick ass, oh my God, are they lethal? I'm telling you. I forget that. And then I see them wrestle and I'm like, oh, shnikes, they can go. I hear you say that, and I'm thinking Gail like will punch you straight to the face. I'm thinking Mickey's like quick throw punch, like you're done, just throw punch. Uh, yeah, just, and then like, she's like she's this beautiful like you know small. I I think I think she would legit like, yeah. I'm telling you, all all three of them, and they they're they're so sweet and they're wonderful women. But I'm t and it's not a bad thing. But they could, I'm telling you, they would just imagine like in a bar fight, like if some, like somebody was messing with me or messing with, they would, it would be hilarious to watch. I'll say that. On the next uh, episode, we got some we TV, some stuff yeah. going off in the chat. Uh, Cowboy Robert Custer says, "Bearded Babe, 
damn that's good uh yeah. he also says gail kim is a total badass and <laughs> widow's peak freak says lisa would turn into victoria as long yes. as she leaves that damn spider at home then yeah then well said she would she would turn into victoria it would be yeah interesting um so what are what are some goals for gall tv coming up i mean y'all are on a year now now you yeah. have the podcast going uh, i imagine that your viewership and listenership is going up a lot so what are what are the goals for this going forward now you're trying to take it we, worldwide and yeah I mean you know we, we've talked about maybe doing it more so uh like a tv show rather than you know youtube and podcast but for now we really like that we have both like you said for the people that can't watch it it's nice that we can be in podcast yeah. form so that's fun we definitely want to have more guests from outside of wrestling and there's of course we that's the good news is we're never going to run out of wrestling guests. We're, we're introducing some uh, progress wrestling gals on uh, upcoming episodes. Um, so it's nice to kind of feature people that you might not have heard of before in wrestling or like that are a little bit more up and coming. So that's always a goal for us to kind of keep keep you guys up to date and, and to introduce you to people that you might not know. That's another good thing about having people that are outside of wrestling, like people that don't know anything about drag queens are like, oh, wow, that, that world interests me now. And that's always fun to sort of introduce them to that side of the things that I love. Um, but we're always very uh, focused on, you know, still female empowerment, uh, really pushing our ourselves as allies in the LGBTQ plus community as well. Um, so really having a lot of diverse guests, but we're also talking to a couple companies about working as the GAW unit, maybe doing other shows for uh, other networks. So yeah, it's exciting. I know that, you know, when we started this show, we did realize that, you know, I might have something, you know, I host comic cons here or used to when there, before there was a pandemic, but I might have my own stuff to do hosting wise. Lisa does a lot of her stuff um, out in California and she has, you know, there's a lot of films and TV that go on there. Mickey's of course busy with NWA and Empower. So the cool thing about the show is it's always going to be something that we can do and make time for, but still have our own separate mm -hmm. careers, which is really important to all of us. And there's only been one time where I think Lisa missed, had to miss an interview, unfortunately, but for the most part, we've always made the show work, but in the off chance that we ever can't all three be there, it's nice that we know that, you know, we'll always come back to the show and, and have each other because um, it really does work with our crazy lifestyles, our crazy different time zones, and all the other stuff that we have going on. Yeah, I was, was going to ask that oh, a little while ahead. ago, <clears throat> the fact that the different time zones, because like Chris, Chris is in, on the East Coast time, I'm on West Coast time, and there's just two of us, and it comes time to time, it's like, yeah. can we get it? Can we get this in right now? Can we do this? Um, how it, like, do you guys come across times where it's like, oh, we just can't do this, or how much like logistically to get all three of you guys to do this it goes into it? Yeah, usually it's me that has to film pretty late. That kind of seems to be the theme. And it's good because I'm, I'm, I'm kind of a late night person anyway. But, you know, it just makes more sense that say we film at, you know, uh, 3 p.m. Eastern is when we very often try to get our guests to commit because most of them are on Eastern time. That's eight o'clock for me. But if they can't film until like five or six, you know, it, it gets to be pretty late for me. But the other thing too is like we try not to film too early because if we want to have like a cocktail kind of fun theme it does feel weird and we've had to do it before where it's like hey can you hop on at like 9 a.m and lisa's always the one that's like the earliest but yeah it, it it's been, especially in the last few months with like empower and certain things going on it's been really rough to try to get everyone together but uh for the most part we make it work but it's mostly me yeah that kind of has to film late at night so i'll be like out with friends like for dinner and i'm like oh you know can't have too much wine tonight because i'm filming later and you know they're like when do you film and i'm like oh midnight and they're like what so yeah, that's that's where the Red Bull and the coffee kind of have to kick in here and there. But then you'll notice on certain shows though, I do the Red Bull and I get really giggly. So I have to be careful because Red Bull just gives me the giggles. So I thought it gave me wings. 
they can change no, the tagline for that. Uh, you said Comic Con, and Marty kind of perked up. So, the Comic Con world in England—that's a—that's a big thing over there. It's huge, yeah. And the thing is, I am—I um, started to come to England. My sister has lived here in London for gosh, like 13, 14 years, and um, I started doing autograph signings over here uh, with a company called Showmasters. And now, uh, well, after I was doing several of them, kind of as a wrestling person and, and autographs and all that. I told them, I was like, can I do some social media videos for you? I kind of do a, a lot of my own anyway, but I really would like to, like, if you want to use them, you know, I, I'd love to be like, hey, it's Val from Showmasters. Here's what we have going on today. You know, you can visit this vendor. Because I just always want to be presenting. I'm just, a, that's what I want to do is, is host more. And then eventually now, whenever I work for them and another company called Monopoly Events, I don't even sit there and sign autographs. I'm a host. I'm a panel, uh, uh, Comic-Con panel host so you'll see me around the convention like you know with a camera crew usually it's just my husband that i've made do it for me uh <laughs> but i pay him very well uh -oh. that's gross i know sorry <laughs> totally oh, true <boy>. anywho <laughs> 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 um no so he, he sometimes will help me film or like sometimes i'll have a crew but i'm around the comic cons and i'm sort of doing like the hey you know here we are here's what you're missing if you can't be here come tomorrow here's where you can get tickets but then um now for the most part what i do even like at a star trek convention when there's a celebrity that's doing a panel, I come out onto the stage, introduce them. We sit down, we have a little Oprah moment. We have a few questions. Then we take questions from the fans. So that's been a real mark out moment for me because I'm the kind of person that I either, and I love that I can say mark out here because in real life people are like, what do you mean? I'm like fangirl or whatever. You guys get it. I either mark out like about 150% or like not at all. Yeah. Like if you're from, you know, something that I don't watch, like I would say Lord of the Rings, but I interviewed Elijah Wood and I was freaking out because I do love Elijah Wood, but I'm not a huge Lord of the Rings fan. He was gorgeous. She, she, so she was <clears throat> she was marking out for a uh, flipper. That's why. Yeah. Marty, you're Lord of the Rings, yeah. right? Or is it Harry Potter? Which one? Oh, no. I do both. I, yeah, I'm both. Uh, um, do you feel like Lord of the Rings is just a total Harry Potter ripoff, though? Well, considering Lord of the Rings came out like 80 years before Harry Potter, no, oh I don't. God. You know, I say this <clears throat> to people at Comic-Cons to, to watch them freak out. I also like to ask them, about like Harry Potter and they'll go, yeah, well, there's a book, but I like this book better. And I go, there are books. And then I watch them freak out. <laughs> no, wait, there, there are books. Awesome. Yeah. And then like my husband likes to at the Star Trek convention, say Star Wars references. And I'm like, they'll claw your damn eyes out. You better not do that. Yeah. That's not and and yeah. Bearded um, Babe is out. So um, yeah. <laughs> a Bearded, a bearded yeah. Babe is out. Yeah. Bearded that's. Babe. But yeah, no. So like, but you know, I, I will mark out for like certain people, certain people I don't, I, I think I appreciate what they do, but it's like, wow, you know, good for you being successful. But I really genuinely haven't seen much of what they do. But then I interview people like one of my favorites of all time. And I was dying and he was the nicest guy ever. Brendan Fraser. I got mm. to do his panel and I have seen every damn film that man has ever been. In, and I just love him. And I was like, like, if I interviewed someone from Titanic, you'd see me like ball my eyes out. I couldn't do it. There was a girl, Natalie Dormer, who's from the Tudors, my favorite show ever. And she was Game so beautiful and she was dressed up at the Comic-Con. She was not in jeans and a t-shirt like many of these actors do. Don't do that. Don't be that person. She came in all made up and she was across the room and I saw her and I just was behind my computer. And Alan's like, my husband, he's like, are you crying? I was like, no, crying. <laughs> love her. Could not talk to her, could not meet her. If I had to host her panel, I don't know what I would have done. I would have marked out so bad. <clears throat> if you don't know who Natalie Dormer, that's uh, Marjorie Tyrell in Game of yes. Thrones. Game of Thrones, yes, yes. Marjorie Tyrell. Why that's, does that uh, sound familiar? That's the uh that's a, that's she's the got the red married, hair. No, that's the one that married Joffrey when he was killed. Yeah. That little shit. I just I, watched Game of Thrones like a year and a half now. ago. And so I'm it's still all new to me. And like 
Every time I hear Joffrey, I just want to choke the shit out of him. Oh my god, yeah, everyone hates him. <laughs> That's why the there kid left kid acting in, altogether. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't him. There was a kid from Game of Thrones, and I was joking with him in the catering, and I was like, I hated you. And he's like, thank you so much. It was the kid who, something with the moon door, the weird little kid. He had the mom. He was a little jerk. I forget his name. Oh, he yeah, yeah, yeah. The bell with the moon door. Um, uh, Sansa Stark's aunt, the, the, the little nephew that took over the yes. sky, the one that was like, kick him through the trap door kind of thing. Yes, yes, he was a little jerk. And yeah, I told him, I was like, I have to tell you, I hated you. You were such a jerk. And he was like, thank you. It's really funny. But yeah, it's, like, yeah, yeah, it's, it's cool to meet these people and, and like shows that you watch. Like, you know, I watch Stranger Things. I watch um, a lot of TV and a lot of movies. So that's pretty cool to do those comic cons and especially to be able to not just meet them or like go, hi, I'm here too, but to actually like do their panels and get to know them. And it's really surreal sometimes. Really cool. In the uh, chat room, Robert Custis says he just can't do Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter or Star Trek. Um, he used to be my friend. Uh, so, <laughs> you know. I want to know who hurt you. <laughs> what uh, do you want to enjoy in your life? You, Harry Potter. Exactly. Do you not like being happy? Like, is, what, what's wrong with you? You don't enjoy fun. Is that is that what the problem is, sir? <laughs> so you say you you mark out certain people and stuff like this. You know what what's like the the fandom, so to speak, that you would mark out the most for? Oh, uh, oh, um, nothing is more important to me than probably like Titanic. Harry Potter's really, really up there really up there um titanic is like i mean it's mostly the reason that i went red i wanted to be rose still do uh i did i didn't meet i saw billy zane like he he actually will probably start doing comic cons and i'm going to die i want to name my first kid kaladin like that's how much i love that character i think he got a bad rap he gave her jewelry what more does the bitch want right <laughs> go to the penniless guy gonna, gonna take her to america Give you jewelry. I mean... He's got a firm hand. Who doesn't like that? I don't know what the problem was, quite frankly. Um, just saying, Rose, calm down. Let's calm ourselves. Uh, I'm done. I saw and them at a Comic Con, and you guys, you talk about fangirling and stuff and marking out. I, there was a pillar, and I literally hid behind it and was like, to stare at this man. And was he dressed to the nines like a damn movie star? Silver suit, sunglasses on top of that beautiful bald head. I was like, this man is a damn movie star. Because that's what kills me. And I'm big on aesthetics, you can tell, is when I meet these people, or like wrestlers or actors or celebrities will be at these shows and they're like, yeah, I threw my best jeans on it. What are you doing? I don't want to meet you, actor you, that like doesn't make an effort. I want to meet, like I always tell the story of when I was 14. Okay, I was 27, no, I'm kidding, I was 14. Waiting outside of the, of the arena as the wrestlers walked in. I told all these people this story, by the way, everyone that's in this story, except for Stacey Kubler, who wasn't very nice. It's a whole thing, another time for another uh, story. Anyway. Jericho, like some people walked in and they had like, you know, this is before a dress code existed, right? They had like a tracksuit on, like Stacy kind of came in and was wearing like just regular clothes. And I was like, damn it. Like I wanted her to wear like, you know, Stacy Keebler, right, right. We all make mistakes, choices. But our friend Chris Jericho came in, hair down, blowing in the wind, sequin open, ridiculous printed shirt, bright cherry red, wet look leather pants and a studded belt. And I was like, that's Chris Jericho walking into a damn building. That's Chris Jericho. Jericho who sounds always like, looks like, like Fabio Jericho. was walking in right there. Yeah. Fabio. And I thought that he is a damn star. And I always remembered that being, first of all, to be nice to people that are waiting for autographs because I was those people and to always, you know, dress like a star and just never disappoint. You're never going to find me in like, oh yeah, I met Val and she was in sweats and the, but I don't even use that word. Excuse my language. 
That's not what the way I was taught. That's not the way that anyone should be in wrestling or any sort of entertainment. It is to me, it was very, very disappointing to see mm. some people that were just like, eh, or at comic cons. And I don't know if it's because they're actors and they're kind of trying to be taken a little more seriously, but when Miss Natalie Dormer can come in in a smoky <laughs> eye and an updo and a floor length dress, step it up, ladies and gentlemen, step it up. I, I have a, if I we ever a... make it, you're going to have to get rid of your cowboy stuff, man. You can't let people <laughs> see with that. Anyway, uh, this is me though. This is me. Like, if you see Chris Rucker out, this is but the that's way. You. Yeah, yeah. I so I met my favorite wrestler of all time a couple years ago in Steve New Blackman? York. <laughs> and I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna call any names or call anybody out. Let's just he, say he, he may have screamed, and you could hear it from the other right? side of the building. So really, he was supposed to be at WrestleCon and he got pulled and got put in WWE and I'm like it is what it is whatever I'll still meet him over there and I'm in line and I'm a grown ass man I'm like 35 at the time right like and I'm shaking (laughs) and my wife is right next to me and I'm like I can't I gotta get my shit together because this is embarrassing and I come around the corner and he's in jeans and a leather jacket with no face paint and I was just like oh but I mean I still got the picture. I still talk to him and all that, but it, it's it's completely right what you're saying though. Like yeah. when you do these signings and meet and greets, like it's, we're going there to see yeah. that person. We're not going there to see the person outside of the you know what 1, I mean. One thousand percent, and it's it's like seeing Mickey Mouse with their head off at Disney. Like yeah. that's horrifying. I Nobody, saw that in Vegas. You'll notice today. like Lisa always wears her gear. Like the girls either dress up or Lisa, I think is even better at it because she, she'll wear her gear and people feel like they're having their picture with Victoria the wrestler. And that's mm-hmm. wonderful. And I always commend her. And it's, it's not comfortable all damn day that she does this, but she does it because she understands that that's, that's the kind of person she is. She knows that that's going to be important to people and they want to meet Victoria. You know, yeah. you want to see Lisa Marie Varon, you know, she's just as fabulous, but they want to see that, that wrestling personality. So I'm trying to, de- to deduce who you're talking about. It's got to be, I'm going to go sting. <laughs> Yes, yes. Okay. And I'm not you trying to say he got, he's, he's got like a Jeff Hardy. Steve. He's so beautiful that why does he wear all that damn makeup? He's so pretty. Yeah. I, uh, I I always hear Sting's like one of the nicest people in wrestling, so I'm not trying to like, but he's it was the so one nice. time I, I got to meet him. Yeah, but he was nice when you met him, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, Very nice, nice guy. I have to be honest with you, other than Ready to Rumble, I didn't watch WCW much at all. I told this to mm-hmm. Mr. Mr. Bischoff, actually, and he was like, why not? And I was like, well, sir, I was watching <laughs> WWE, and then I turned into WCW, and I saw Chronic, and I was like, I don't think I like this. So then I turned it off, and he was like, well said, Val. <laughs> I was like, well, <laughs> Chronic. Really? You didn't like Chronic? Okay, I don't know. It wasn't for me. Yeah, but I wasn't was, uh... a big like Sting fan because I didn't see a lot of him. If I'm honest with you, but he's just—I know the level of respect you should have, and I think you know—I do think the world of him. So I used to always see him at Impact, and I would say, "Hello, Mr. Sting." You know, all these ones. They would, "Oh, call me this." I'm like, "No, you're Mr. Flair or you're Mr. Hogan or whatever." Period. And I'm not calling you anything else. And he's like, "Val, why do you always look at your look at my shoes when you're talking to me?" I was like, "I don't know. <laughs> it's just nervous." <laughs> Maybe because more so because he's just such a gorgeous man. That's probably what did it for me more than his fame. I was just like, he's pretty. Don't look at him. <laughs> Admire in the chat says, did she just say ready, ready to rumble? I think I'm in love. <laughs> live, baby, live. Live, baby, live. I think ready you're sexy, Mean Gene. Really, I do. I love ready to rumble so much. I tried to show it to my husband and he was not in it. I was like, how? It's the worst movie. movie ever, but I love it. That was John Cena's first movie. Yes, he was. He, he, listen, that two seconds really made John Cena what he is. Um, when they're trying to get I Goldberg, to be a Nitro girl with like the robes and the lotion, and I just thought they were just amazing. Nice. What a time to be, watch wrestling back then. Marty didn't watch WCW either, and before 
the network uh, switched over. We were doing like Nitro reviews. We'd watch like two of them and talk about them, which we need to get back to. But yeah, Marty wasn't a WCW guy either. So he's now learning about the stinger when he had blonde hair and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, you know, when, you know, Crest Rocker over here wore puka shells to, to, to get that beach that that beach thing going and it was one time like and according to Admire or uh, Robert Custis you know or I'm sorry Admire you wanted to be like Ho Venice Hogan and stuff like that too so Venice Beach Hogan I love that yeah I didn't get into WCW very much at all I loved when they did the invasion that's my favorite like I'm gonna go ahead and say it. Like, my favorite like female storyline was when uh, Tori and Stacy were feuding with Lita and Trish. Yeah. Over the Hardy Boys. It had everything you wanted. It had like bra and panties matches, lots of diva locker room putting on makeup moments. That's what I was there for. And it had the Hardy Boys who they were fighting over. So there was like a love element, like a romance element. Loved it. Loved it. Yeah. Everything right. Same. Not to make it weird, but yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty I was pretty sure younger Chris Rucker was into that kind of stuff too back then. Why not? Um yeah. Why That's- not? More divas postcards from the Caribbean photo shoots. Damn it. Whatever happened to that? That's he like, honestly, if I was getting into wrestling now and they didn't the have sh- these kind of photo shoots, I might be like, mm, not for me. I think I still oh, have you that, were trying that, to get that, into that, it. Oh, wow. Well, speaking of women's empowerment, uh, <laughs> Empower was last night and it was fantastic. Uh, I enjoyed the hell out of it. It started off, you know, people were complaining that the, they started like, what, six minutes late, I think. And then after that, yeah. it was just off to the races. Like, I enjoyed the hell out of it. I love uh, women's wrestling now to me is just more fun than men's wrestling is. It's just it it hooks me. And not to, you know, it started back when Mickey and Trish was doing their thing. That was when I realized that, like, oh, shit, like women can have storylines and they can be good in the ring. And ever since then, it's kind of taken off. And over yeah. the last couple of years, I have just become like, it's women's wrestling and women's MMA to me is just women's combat sports, I guess, to me is just more entertaining than the men for whatever reason it is. But last night, the first ever NWA all women's pay-per-view uh, executive produced by Mickey James and Gail Kim was a part of it. Awesome Kong uh, jazz was a big part of it backstage. Also, uh, you stayed up till 4 a.m. watching it. How did you enjoy the show? I did indeed. It was so great. You know, we, we, I sent the, uh, I, I should probably read you exactly what I sent to Mickey, um, the text. I might make me cry, but I was just telling her, I said, you should already be so insanely, I said in all caps, insanely proud of yourself because I said, you're making real progressive change in wrestling. That's what you're doing. That's what you've already done. And you should, for that, you need to go ahead and already be proud of yourself. Loved that she addressed the crowd. That was like, mm-hmm. Lisa and I were, you know, as, as Mickey D would say, I'm not sure if he's in here, he's our buddy. He always says, oh, there's someone cutting onions. So that was definitely happening. Um, that was a wonderful moment. Was so proud of Melina. I thought she looked and, and, and you know, performed in amazingly. Uh, not a huge fan of that, Deanna. I did say on the Fight TV interview, I thought, you know, the overconfident thing uh, was really going to get her. But Melina is a, a fighting girl. And I was just so proud of how she uh, did in that match. Um, I was really, really shocked and thrilled to see Kong. I mean, that's that's a friend yeah. of ours in the first place. And I love her chemistry with Gail. I loved the ice cream bars comment. Crack me up. I had to rewind that. I'm like, did she just say ice cream bars? That's funny. Um, and I also love Kong, uh, you know, aside from knowing her in real life, I was a huge glow wrestling fan of, of the TV show. So I just thought it was so cool that she's back, you know, back in a ring and, and what a great way to to return. Um, the tag team championship matches, I, you know, the thing is we were rooting for Renee Michelle and Sahara seven. Um, the thing is though, 
it's hard not to play favorites, I guess. And that's we, we were generally kind of like worried that when they people would ask, oh, who do you want to win? We're like, well, duh, Melina, you know, and duh, you know, Mick. So I think when you're that close to it and you know so many people, it's, it's, it is hard not to play favorites. But um, but just generally overall, I think everyone did a great job mm-hmm. and they should all be very proud of themselves. And uh, I'm probably going to be up tonight watching uh, NWA 73 as well. Yeah, Mickey's wrestling uh, Kylie Ray tonight. And then you got the women's title match with Chelsea and Camille, yeah. I believe, right? So yeah. proud of Chelsea too, yeah. Um, I thought Melina last night wrestled like way better than she did when she was actually wrestling all the time, like 10 years ago. Like I'm so watching good. that match and I'm like, this is probably the match of the night right now, which yeah. Deanna's a, like, a really good wrestler and you expect that, but I hadn't seen Melina wrestle in years really like i went to the nwa before the pandemic and she showed up but she wasn't wrestling she was just there like talking shit to everybody and so i hadn't actually seen her wrestle in forever and i was just i was impressed by like i said they had the match of the night in my eyes i agree was, I, I will totally i will co-sign on that and I, honestly i didn't even know if she could wrestle because she's had injuries and things like that so when i learned that she was actually physically wrestling i was like damn this is going to be amazing and yeah i think you're right she didn't miss a beat and it was it was like the old Melina we're used to, but I think even better. So yeah. careful what you wish for. Sometimes people go, like, oh, you know, like I said about Deanna being so overconfident. She didn't just get Melina the legend, as we were calling her. She got a new and even more improved Melina, which was really exciting to see. Yep. And that's what I, I when she first came out, it was like, oh, there's still it's Melina. But then the one thing I noticed during the match was like we were getting less Melina of the character and yeah. more Melina of like the professional wrestler. And right. then that's like when you notice that, that's when the match just became such a just a different and higher quality match. And then you really it's like you can just really enjoy like the wrestling that was going on in the ring. And that's like that's what you're saying. You guys both mentioned like match of the night. And it was absolutely fantastic watching that that match. I think she took it really <clears throat> seriously. And I think that's why, like you said, it was more like the pro wrestler Melina. And and Lisa was talking to us on Gone. She was talking in the Fight TV chat about um how Melina, I wouldn't say she was nervous, but she was just taking everything. She was really, really dedicated mm-hmm. to getting in the best ring shape and, and understanding, you know, watching uh, Deanna's matches and really like studying because this is a different style for her. And my God, did she excel and flourish and all the things because I, I was proud of her on so many different levels, you know, just personally, I thought, wow, you know, I always look at the outfit. I'm like, oh my God, that veil. I'm still, still, still thinking about that veil. So that's the first <laughs> things I look at. I love the outfits and stuff like that. But then I was like, she is not playing around. Like she really tapped into, even if you, if you watch it back and I suggest that you do watch the replay. I did this morning actually. And I was watching her facial reactions when they were like about to call their names in the ring. And I was like, she's not kidding. Like she's ready yeah. to go and go. Did she ever? Yeah. This is really really good uh you had the hex win the tag team titles first one in what was it 37 years or something 37 like that? i think yeah they're they're really uh, good I've, I've worked with them in shine before marty and allison they're fabulous yeah they won the tag titles um camille held on to the nwa title, which is another really good match so that was that I, match right there was a i i was really impressed by not not just i mean just both of them in general like yeah um a lot more out of camille than i expected to be honest with you yeah. Yeah. Cause I, like I said, I, I used to go to the NWA tapings beforehand and she's gotten a lot better, like so much, like I said, I was going into it and I was like, all right, it is what it is. And then you get halfway through the match and you see both. Cause when they first picked Layla Hirsch to, to be the one to come in and wrestle, I'm like, why are they picking? Like nobody really, she made a name last night. Like that 
freaking yeah. somersault German suplex she did off the top rope. And the fact that she's so little going at some, the David and Goliath factor was really good. I enjoyed I enjoyed the whole pay-per-view. Like it was yeah. just there wasn't really a dull moment where I was like, all right, well, I can go to no, the No, and we couldn't believe when it was over. I think that's a sign of a good pay-per-view because we were just saying before this chat started, we're like, hey, WrestleMania, 19 hours and counting. Yeah. Like, come on, calm down. So I think it's a good, it's a good sign. Yeah. And it's it's a testament to how great a pay-per-view is. It's when it ended, Lisa and I were like, damn, that there's not any more. Right. Like we wanted more. Yeah, and then they ended it with everybody hugging. It was like, wait, I'm not, I'm right. not done watching like all of the like emotional go women shit like what are y'all doing there was a just looking at there was one item that i was like i really for me personally didn't really like uh but at the end of it you forgot about it so it was been it was it didn't take too much away the whole trevor murdoch and nick oh uh, yeah yeah i was like really it feels like you're trying to bulldoze you have this great event going on and then you're gonna bring that in and it's like, can you just leave, let them do this? Because this was going great. And it was separate from what was going on with the with the show tomorrow. Or tonight, you know, Sunday night. And uh, it was like, why really? Like, why are you going to like kind of over, try to overshadow the show with another storyline um, and, and kind of take away what they're trying to do here? But by the end, but by the end of the next match, you forgot all about it. So I think yeah. that was a, the plus side of that. Yeah. I, I think that's totally fair to say. I mean, but then again, you think from a business standpoint, I would sit there and go, well, we've got to do something to, you know right, what I'm saying? Right. Like, I, I totally exactly. get what you're saying too. But then you kind of go, well, they've got to promote uh, the next night too. But that's the thing. And that's what I see a lot. I'm sorry, but that's what I see a lot of in WWE. They, they do some things for the women and then somehow the men mm-hmm. get right back oh, in there. And it's like, yep. no, you can sit down. You've had mm-hmm. your moment, you know, for the past freaking ever, let's say ever. Do us a favor. And like you said, you know, let's just let them have their moment and and not be, you know, reduced to a, a sideshow or you know th- that's it's it's really it's not their time a- anymore yeah. and especially last night but i do i do think that was a, a good way to tie in uh, tonight's pay-per-view but it is it's a tricky one isn't it because then you're like you don't want them to uh you know distract you from these right. amazing women that are you know making such great change and i loved the commentary team i thought they did a great job as well that ring announcer was great i look at all aspects of things and i just think that generally i walked away wanting more and what mm-hmm. what else could you you know that's the best way to feel after a pay-per-view it's not oh that was okay or oh you know oh it's over it was like well but what else can we what else can i watch you know what i mean so i think that's a good that's a really good sign and it makes me excited to see what they're going to do next because this can't just be you know an annual once a year thing that is you know a, a commodity i want it to be something that we can see more women and and especially right. after we were saying this on god that especially after the pandemic or as it's as it's lessening damn you miss rona if you're nasty uh that maybe we can get you know more visas in place and have more international travel go on so we can get people from all over the place you know some girls from japan some girls from there's a lot of great talent in australia you know so i'm hoping for that yeah it was a. Uh, it was just I don't know how long it was, but it didn't feel long, which is always right. a good thing. Like we were talking about four and a half hours. Like you said, when it was over, you're left wanting more. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping that we will get more. I mean, if they did this like once every, I imagine it was hard as hell to put on though. Um, it's not something you can just throw together every month or two or something like that. Cause you got all these women from all these different promotions that got to get, you know, the okay from their bosses, I'm guessing. And flying in people from the indie circuit. I imagine it's not easy. Then you got to find venues and all that. But if they yeah. were to do this like once a quarter, maybe like I'd be down, but I'm, I'm excited to see what the turnout and the numbers are going to be. I am hoping that 
the fact that everybody's always on social media, like clamoring for the women and wanting more of women's wrestling and the whole nine. I'm hoping that everybody showed up and they yeah. either bought the pay-per-view. It was a sellout last night. I'm hoping that these numbers prove that people aren't just full of shit and they're just saying it for the cloud. And they actually went well out said. and bought the pay-per-view to watch it. Yeah. Well said. Cause it, it, it's one thing, like you said, to always complain that, Oh, they're not, you know, they're not focusing or putting the spotlight on the women enough. But if you really want that to happen, what you have to do is order that pay-per-view and watch it and watch it on replay and, and tweet about it and share your thoughts, you know, good and bad, hopefully mostly good. Right. But yeah, I, I'm interested to see the fallout as well. And I'm interested to, to hear Mickey. Uh, I did, I did uh, box briefly with Melina today. Uh, she had boxed me before her match and she was like, I, I just heard from Lisa that you're watching and that's so cool. And she was just her lovely self as usual. Uh, I'm looking forward to hearing their recaps of, of how it all went down. But so far on social, I've seen nothing but great uh, tweets and, and praise for the show. But yeah, it does make me wonder like what is going to happen next for, for this, what, what mm-hmm. they're going to do with it. I mean, I, I would hope, I mean, this may be me just being Pollyanna here, but I would hope they'd make some sort of a TV situation with it where it's you know weekly or bi-weekly or at least something where it's just all women there's so many women that are that are so good and we've had some promotions over the years like shimmer and shine i was with shine for a very long time and uh, that's where i learned my love for thunder kitty ladies and gentlemen that was you talk about fangirl (laughs) i was dying lisa and i have mentioned thunder kitty on the past like 17 episodes of gaw like we just love her everything about her whole retro vibe um but you're never gonna run out of women to to feature and that's one good thing about sorry to plug it again but gall like we have um some progress wrestling girls coming up and we've got mercedes blaze uh, in a couple weeks and there's some girls that even i i'll be honest even i had not heard of before that that we're now looking at to have on the show because these are the girls that are going to be the next you know the next mickey james perhaps the next mm-hmm. sasha banks the next victoria so it's it's almost like it makes me feel a bit old but it's cool to now like see these young girls and i'm like wow and they're all starting younger because when i started at like 16 and i say started i'm not a wrestler but you know, that was unheard of. But now these girls are like, like Mercedes was telling me at 18, she flew to, and she does, she talked about the whole thing on her episode. She flew herself to FCW, which was the original NXT. Right. And, you know, you, you don't realize like some of these girls, that's why it's cool for them to tell their story to us because you don't realize all the sacrifices that go into, you know, even just getting looked at by WWE or looked at in, at Impact Wrestling. And a lot of these girls that are not from the US having to work mm. doubly hard and afford those flights to go, you have to be on their radar you have to be in front of their faces that's how i got hired with impact wrestling i was there with tapes and resumes every damn week sitting in the crowd and i just thought i need to be around these people i need to let them know that hi i'm here i'd like to be on the show please i want to contribute and that's how i've gotten every job i've gotten is because of that so yeah you gotta hustle hopefully if the world opens back up completely again we'll see you at the next uh empower to i know i will plan on it and the thing is i was really hoping to come this time and obviously it's travel still a bit uh murky at best uh from the uk to the us and back and quarantines and all that but yeah for the next one i'd love to be there in some sort of capacity you know interviewing commentary hosting something or other i know we wanted to do like a red carpet situation hopefully that'll happen uh one day and that's kind of my you know that's my forte with the i just want to see some gowns you know um (laughs) so we're 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 coming to the end up here. We got across the top of the screen. We got to scroll with all of your uh, your handles and ways of get edge. Anything you want to plug before we get out of here? That's that's just yours. Thank you. Uh, well, I will say grown ass women TV. Just search God TV. It's right there in my pillow. Uh, we are on YouTube and we have a podcast, of course. But, you know, if you just search the name SoCal Val, I'm official SoCal Val on Instagram. I love my Instagram. I'm planning on doing more Instagram lives. Um 
I'm very active on Twitter. That's probably my favorite. Twitter is uh, SoCalValerie. And of course, if you want to support me, I have exclusive photo shoots, very old school Val, lingerie, bikini kind of shoots, and, uh, you know, open DMs, video chats, all sorts of fun, exclusive contents on my patreon.com slash SoCalVal. This has probably been my most uh, active and most members this month on Patreon. So it's growing and growing. Next month, I have even more fun planned. So it's actually a great time to join, uh, maybe on the first, because then you're going to get a whole month of my exclusive content on patreon.com slash SoCalVal. Uh, before we let you go, Admire in the chat wants to know, who do you think is going to win the fight tonight? Uh, Tyrone Woodley or the paul which paul is jake paul you know jake anything about paul. this fight jake paul the youtuber him and his brother he's fighting tyrone woodley who's a former ufc champion you know they do I, all these celebrity yeah and i think i either I, I follow and have talked to i think either logan or jake on uh twitter before they're nice guys um i know who's going to win the match i mean i, I don't want to give you a huge prediction you know who's going to win the fans what a bullshit answer (laughs) (laughs) hey that's that's my switzerland neutrality answer the you know who's gonna win the fans yeah the fans the fans it's gonna be a real treasure Uh, of a a match there well we appreciate you coming on it was a lot of fun (laughs) it was like i'm sorry we didn't get to like the career stuff but we just get to talking and who cares this is yeah really guys and hey babe had a great time babe (laughs) (laughs) marty you got anything you want to say before we get out of here no i appreciate you being on the show appreciate you uh, i appreciate all of you guys coming on and over over the last couple months and and really giving us opportunity to talk to you and um sharing what you guys are doing over there at god tv um You know, those who joined the chat room, appreciate you guys being there as you always, always are every week. Uh, if you haven't yet, if just hit the subscribe button, share, like, retweet, do what you can to keep the show going. Um, join us on all our websites. Uh, you can find us on Instagram, boot to the face underscore, Twitter, boot to the face, and then anywhere you find our merchandise. Um, and also, if you're new to the, if you're tuning in because SoCal Val's here, then you can also find us anywhere you download your podcast, whether it be iHeart, Spotify, Google itunes um spreaker full press radio um get your get your fix in uh, anytime we have a lot of episodes there to catch up on a lot of you go back and listen to interviews um we, that we have on there uh, but other than that thank you appreciate all that you guys do uh, if you're watching on twitch right now jay just put all of the links for discord for the merch store the link tree everything is in the chat right now if you want to click on that again socal Val, we appreciate you coming on here Gaw TV is the shit. If you're listening, you need to go watch it, go listen to it, go follow it, go do the whole nine uh, for Marty, or I'm sorry, for a bearded babe. And for SoCal Val, I'm Rucker. This has been Boot to the Face. We will see you next week, 11 a.m. Eastern on twitch.tv slash boot to the face. Peace. I, don't have a boot. I was going to put my foot up there, but that would, all the foot fans might just flip out. So, okay. Patreon. Oh <laughs> for Patreon. Patreon. <laughs> patreon.com slash feet just kidding oh boy i'm afraid and, of what you and that's it that. turn it off jay turn it off. <laughs> we gotta go after that <laughs> oh, company anymore but it was probably not suited to me anyway because interviewing them 
and like arm wrestling type people. I have to interview a bunch of them for fight. And I'm mm -hmm. sorry to generalize, but 